Welcome back to Baytown Engage. I know it's been a while, but I wanted to welcome you to our new episode featuring Laura Alvarado and Arjenis Santa Maria from the first three years. They're going to talk to us about the Kofi organization and the Empowerment Grant. Enjoy. Welcome back to Baytown Engage. We have returning with us today and a newbie to the Baytown Engage podcast, Miss Laura Alvarado. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Okay, great. people. I'm going to try this. Arjenis. <laughs> Correct. Santa Maria. Welcome. And I got it right. I may not say it ever again during the podcast, so forgive me. <laughs> so welcome. Thank welcome you. to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be back. So we're going to talk about babies in Baytown mm-hmm. once again. Once great again. great things are happening. Great things are going on. Absolutely. So before we get started, mm-hmm. let's talk about your journey, Laura, to babies oh. in Baytown. Yeah. So it was a genuine accident, actually, that I joined the babies in Baytown team or actually first three years. So the application to apply was brought to me three times. Um, and it's not that it didn't catch my eye. It's just I was so busy in the community with right. my city responsibilities that I got it the first time. Okay, great. It sounds great. I'll take a look at it. And then something would come up once or the other. And then when I really read through it and realized that, hey, I'm going to be doing work in my community. Mm-hmm. So all of this, I'll take a look at it later, will actually be... I'm I'm doing it now. And so it's been a great journey, just growing the collaborative and uh, most importantly, of course, having the parent engagement piece. It's folks that I deal with all the time anyway um, in my council role. And I've had previous nonprofit experience where I had to do community engagement work. So it just kind of meshed really well. It was perfect. Parent. It was a perfect, perfect role. I, I feel really blessed to be in this position, being able to do what I love. Of, and that's really working with the community. So, Ahanis, tell me your journey to babies in Baytown. I recently moved here from uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh. A lot of the work out there was around community organizing. Right. And then my academic background in um, early childhood education and social work really gave me a good foundation, if you want to say that, to what Babies in Baytown is doing here. And so I got lucky and found this great organization first three years who was looking for a community organizer. You know, best of both worlds being that we are a you know early childhood kind of initiative right and it was it was a perfect fit to be honest with you got to meet Laura and what what she's doing here in Baytown and a lot of what the projects entail are around community building and again taking my experience and my work and applying it to this community is something that was fit like a glove so I want to ask you because I've been to Los Angeles quite a bit in my life my dad used to live in Inglewood the culture shock for you how has it been because that's a little bit faster pace right in LA than here yeah I mean it, it can't be understated it's so different. It's yeah. night and day, if you want to say that. Being a person of color, it's a very big difference. Big, big um, difference, yeah. You know, organizing is different. Politics are very different. I mean, I think more than anything, the rhetoric is, is a little more blatant here than what I'm used to, even, right? But it's not new. I mean, it's I'm a big history buff, and so I understand the context. I understand the region. Um, I, un- I understand our history, and so to say that I didn't know what I was getting to um, would be naive of me to make that move. It's a great challenge to walk yeah. into. But absolutely, he's acclimated yeah. very well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I we just had mm-hmm. a trivia with work 
and he was he won the trivia on Texas knowledge. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're letting her transplant win. <laughs> yeah. I think every transplant wins. I, I probably would not pass that. No. And I'm a history major, so absolutely not. We've been grateful to have him. Yeah. So, so welcome. He's been a really great well, asset. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. So the vision, the mission, babies in Baytown. Mm-hmm. What's going on? When do you meet? Yeah. Let's talk about it. So actually, babies in Baytown started even before I I got on board. So we had our previous director, Christy Serrano, who really started the work in what is needed in Baytown to help support families and even child care providers, agencies, all of those that are involved in the life of a child, their mental well-being, social, emotional, everything. And so they started this group. It's a collaborative. And then from there, they all applied for a grant, which we talked about before. It's $800,000 invested in the community. And we're actually in year four right now. So we're in the middle of our budget planning. So I'm having to do budget for this Mm. as well as budget for the city, which is no small feat. But I think we've had an opportunity to really learn from the work that we're doing with Adhinis' group with the overall budget and mission of Babies in Baytown. The name itself, the logo, it all came from the parents in our group. They're the ones that that decided what we were going to be called moving forward. And so really we just want to help the agencies really realize that they may be the first point of connection for these families, but then what happens after that? And so we want to provide parents the tools and resources that they need. You know, especially in our culture, sometimes parents are not too quick to take their child to daycare, right? Like, no, mama will watch them, you know, abuela. Someone in the family. Exactly. Someone in the family. And we're okay with that. We're not trying to push childcare on anyone, but it's do they have the tools that they need to help their nieces, you know, grandbabies get ready for school. And so we're we're not an early readiness. We're not a pre-K readiness Mm -hmm. um, organization, but we are about being able to support those family, the family units and those that are involved in the well-being of the child and the parents. And so in year four is when we're really getting into the grunt of our work. And we were just talking as we were doing our budget. It's like, you know, we were $34,000 underspent last year. So it's not about this year spending the money, but making sure we spend it and be impactful in the work that we do. Make sure it's getting used. Because what people don't realize about grants, when you get it, you have to use it for what you're going to use it for. And being under may sound great, but Mm -hmm. also you're thinking as someone who's getting the grant, where am I lacking? Where could I have used this money? Absolutely. And and so that's when we really started looking at, because last year we were underspent, but then we realized that we really lacked a bigger parent engagement piece, something that's really going to take babies in Baytown out there and and help it succeed. Mm -hmm. And so from that, we started looking at different models that would help us support that engagement. We had parents that had been there from the very beginning, the surveys, the community conversations, but then we were still missing a big piece. And that's where Ad Hennis Mm -hmm. and his focus came in and we're like, can we dedicate funds towards this? And I'm like, absolutely. We have the money. We know it's going to really gain us more momentum. So let's go for it. And that's what we really are here to talk about is this particular group, what we're doing and, and really how we can help other parents be a part of it. As a family leadership group? The family leadership group, correct. Okay, and mm-hmm. that is all you? 
all out of Hennessy. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's all on your shoulders. It's all yeah, on your shoulders. Yeah, no, it's it's not. No, we really. work together on that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the way it's always framed. It's like even my title, like the family leadership coordinator. Like that's such an like overstatement. Okay. In reality, it's me facilitating a space and me prompting a question. Everything okay. else comes from the community. Right. Like people are li- uh, are living these lives, and so just even in this medium, right, to be able to pull that out of somebody, put it out in the world, mm-hmm. and then have people listen to it and be aware of the impact it's having on their community and even within their own family is everything to us, especially because of the context we're in right now. So, yeah, I mean, my role really came in to existence because it was a need for community engagement. Okay. And again, like my involvement, you know, after the fact was not what I foresaw, really. You know, I mean, like as community organizer, you're out canvassing, uh, you're out knocking on doors. It's definitely not the same approach, right? right and so right. it was definitely switching gears and then being able to take what's happening in the community, take in this model that we'll be talking about in a second, and really applying it in, in a way that is congruent with the family's abilities, right? as well as what the community's needs. And so it's been a process for sure. I can't say it hasn't. Um, <laughs> well, that's a shift because like you said, you're used to being boots on the ground, knocking on doors to a different approach right? and still getting the same impact or maybe even more. Right. Well, even so, also the model that he's utilizing, it has a path, right? Mm-hmm. It has its own benchmarks, but we're having to find a way to kind of mesh that with the work that we've already done as babies in Baytown. I want to make sure that we're successful in that model, but we know we may be different than the work that he's doing out in the Gulfton area mm-hmm. and that he'll be launching in Acres Home. Mm-hmm. So oh, we're, okay. we're different, right? And so how can we introduce the, all of the work, the groundwork that Babies in Baytown has been doing mm-hmm. and still provide success to the program? So explain to me exactly what this group is. Right. So the Family Leadership Group is a collection of community members who came together here at the library and really just began focusing on community needs, uh, community issues. And ideally, the, the model that we're, we're following is COFI, C-O-F-I. COFI stands for Community Organizing Family Issues. And out of that is really where the families were able to, in a sense, form their identity as a group okay. and begin envisioning their ideal community. Now, who's eligible for? this group? You know, as an organization, we focus zero to three. Okay. Right? We will not be having any three-year-olds advocating (laughs) anytime soon. I'm very aware of that. But these children have a community around them. Right. And that community is who is able to be in, in these in, in this space and at the table. And so we have some of our librarians from this beautiful space, part of our group. We have mothers and grandparents as part of the group, and myself even. Although I am a facilitator, I'm also representing a lot of families in our professional space, if you'd like to call it like that. So even I form that piece of identity into that space. And then the constituency part right? that I would represent, aside from being the baby Babies in Baytown representative. For sure. So you have Babies in Baytown, mm-hmm. first three years, and now Kofi. Exactly. Right. All working together for the needs and advocating for the ones who are taking care of these children, be it moms, dads, grandparents, mm-hmm. anyone who's caretaker of these children from absolutely. zero to three, which can be anyone. Anyone. Right. Because Child time care right. can happen. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It takes and, a community. And yeah. it was important that and when I talked about the work that we've done in Babies of Baytown, because we've narrowed down our scope and that Hennis is, is working with that base, but there may be other needs that come up and that's 
why we've been trying to be a little lenient in terms of make sure you incorporate the work we've been doing Mm -hmm. because we know we want to give these parents that experience of doing surveys and Mm -hmm. going out in the community. But the work that we are trying to make sure that we tackle is around early care and education. So what we call the thrive factors, the community needs. Early care and education and parks and open spaces, living wages, local wealth and assets, arts, culture and expression, and look, feel and safety. This community, this Baytown community, chose those factors to work on. They're the ones that said, you know, hey, we see that there's some sidewalks that are either broken. I can't walk my stroller across. Or maybe there's one missing. That's look, feel and safety, right? Mm -hmm. There's parks and open spaces. Our parks department does a phenomenal work. I always brag on our parks department, but is every event feasible for a mom with the little baby, right? right? right. And so that's what they'll be working with. And it goes on. Each Thrive mm-hmm. Factor has their different areas and where the families are going to work. And so they themselves got a taste of budgeting this past Saturday. Oh, that's fun. Um, so that was exciting. <laughs> right. They knew that they had some funds. What can we do with that? And they were eager to work on that. Mm-hmm. And it's a different point of view when you're actually looking at it on the other side mm-hmm. because you can have needs but mm-hmm. not understanding the process of how to get those needs met, mm-hmm. meeting with parks and talking about it and actually planning that out and now seeing the work being done. It's not usually like a now for now thing, but right. it's that long term yeah. process. So and that's what our tennis is going to take them through. Okay. Yeah, and even even to that point, right, like this idea behind what, what happens behind the curtains. Even in our professional positions, we counter challenges and, and at times um, we fall short of our objective. Okay. And it wasn't different for our family group the first time around when we when we did our, our phase one and th- there was a grand challenge I wanted you know the group to come up with a with a project they, they applied for a, um, a local grant here with um, Laura and they didn't get it right okay so big idea yeah it just fell a little short and you know when I when I spoke back to my liaison at Kofi uh, I told them about the process and they were amazed that the fact they were able to get so far right and the feedback was wonderful because even though they weren't able to get the funds for their specific project they went through the whole process which in in a couple months is a large feat for any non-group to to take on right Right. and so this process has become kind of like the foundational work right of how do we collaborate how do we communicate and above all how do we make things move forward and so let me go back i'm not to cross you let me go back to something because i know you work in phases Mm -hmm. and we know how hard it is to get people engaged because life happens every day yeah especially those who have children or taking care of children under the age of three life happens so I know you have phases phase one includes the Mm one-on-ones which was hard during COVID so you had to go virtual well and that's the babies in Baytown phases right Kofi is different we've we've been lucky to have everything in person okay we're small enough right now that our parents are comfortable with that and so when we went virtual it was when we were still doing the community assessment phase right trying to figure out what do Baytown parents need? What Mm -hmm. do they want out of their community? What do they want out of the city to do to focus on the needs that they have? Mm -hmm. And so with now Kofi, we're in person. And so the phases 
really lead to how the model works. Okay. Because he doesn't want to have them take the big bite out of the apple. Right. 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 We're taking it in slices, like, you know, phase one, two, and three. And so he'll go deeper into what those phases entail. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just amazing. And one thing that Babies in B-Town provides, and you talk about child care, they can't be there because of their baby. Mm -hmm. We offer child care. So we pay for child care for each of the sessions. Okay. We also offer interpretation services because we want our our Spanish speakers or whatever language they speak, we want them at the table. And so that way we don't have to stop and translate, stop and translate. We have simultaneous interpretation. Oh, that's good. And so we strive to have that at each of our community meetings. And I think it's worked really well. And it's really, I mean, Adhenis can probably provide more feedback, mm-hmm. but I feel that the parents feel more included when we have to do it that way. And I know for me, anything face-to-face is much more engaging. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit exhausted with the virtual and yeah. the engagement's not the same. And you really don't feel like you're being heard or it's easy to get distracted. Yeah. So when you're in the room, you have to be present and you have to, and you catch someone's eye. Do you have something to say? Do you have something yeah. to say? So you really feel like you're really included. For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's made all of the difference, especially in coming back to meeting in person. The interaction has been there. Conversations have been great. And everybody's just in that pocket, right? Just feeling each other and just really making sure that um, we're all okay. That just speaks volumes to the community. So why not continue on that path? So how are you keeping Baytown engaged? We're are you doing with the because now you're face to face you have Kofi who's getting you have the projects they didn't get that it can be downing so how are you keeping everyone engaged to keep trying to maybe scale down their idea to maybe expand their idea so how are you doing that right so in that first phase right mm-hmm. we learn on how to set smart goals <laughs> right, <laughs> right right yeah and out of that really is a good stepping stone for what what has occurred since and that's really continuing to engage one another in between the workshops. Oh, that's good. So even though we have workshops, the groups are still meeting on their own. Mm-hmm. They're, they're communicating uh, via social media, and then I'm checking in with them. And so that's, I think, where the experience of community organizing comes in, right? It's making sure that we as individuals are okay. Like, my position isn't anything when it comes to somebody's lives and livelihood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between a lot of the professional spaces we may occupy. It's it's sometimes very impersonal but that's not the case for community organizing we have to be aware of what of what we each offer and where we are at the moment and that's just the human part of us right knowing that we are empathetic and caring to one another so long as we're able to create that environment that atmosphere carries on whether it's on the phone whether it's on the web but we continue to communicate with one another and so keeping in mind that things are still a process you know things are changing but we're ma- we're making sure that we're checking in on one another because this will continue and that's all we really want with anything yeah. it's like the constant you know when sometimes things happen and then there's silence mm-hmm. you feel left behind you feel unheard or yeah. is anyone really doing anything yeah. but then you contact you you only want my information when you want it mm-hmm. but having that engagement non-stop it builds community even deeper beyond this goal it's right. a family that you're creating that you know that you actually care about me because you're, you're checking in mm-hmm. we're checking with each other and that type of thing so that's yeah really even this past session on Saturday mm-hmm. um, at Hennis and I sometimes we're just sitting there and the parents were all just talking with each other and so when they didn't get the grant the first time he and I talked about it 
and what because we had a committee that approved the grants and so unfortunately they had the lowest score but he and I talked about okay what were, what was you know the feedback from the committee etc how can we get the Kofi parents to maybe resubmit and then as we were doing budgeting I saw that we were going to have this surplus I was like you know what it is <laughs> I think we can still do a project with them but we're really going to have to guide them to ensure because everything that we do has to be tied to a zero to three mm-hmm. and we've in part of the committee included agencies that work with that age group okay. so the very first feedback was like um babies are not going to sit through that so <laughs> yeah. and so i think it was valuable feedback and they were really excited that we were going to be able to give them another chance at funding oh, nice. uh, for a project and i think also one of the biggest thing that's really helped in that i think you can agree was that we have probably two individuals right now that really are taking the lead in continuing to gather the group one of them happens to be the president of mom's club who meets here mm-hmm. and we based off of her involvement with kofi and everything else that she does we have voted to have her as our babies and baton co-chair parent leader nice so she gets a stipend to be a part of babies in baytown and the first thing she asked me was can i still be a part of kofi <laughs> and i'm like absolutely and our second one is a new resident right gabby gabby yeah um she's not from here and she's really taking the lead so as he mentioned we're kind of just the motivators to guide them through discussions but they're taking it they're on their own community they, they really are so. and, and you, know, you know it's funny like at the core of it it's relationships mm-hmm. whether we're talking about babies or whether we're talking about adults right right it's all about relationships and mm-hmm. something that i've noticed is that we want it we want to make sure that we're looking out for each other and right. i i mean what better time to do so than now right and for families who are in the family leadership group staying engaged um, communicating with one another checking in with each other checking in with me it's i, I can have imagined it and it's it's a wonderful and, and blessing feeling to have for sure yeah. i think the biggest thing would be i don't have children but understanding when they come into the library and just story time and how mm-hmm. they all connect and those kids grow together through the different days Absolutely. of story time is they parents are seeking a connection yeah. or caregivers are seeking someone who understands and then they need the outside guidance so they're having their communities with each other because there's a common goal of getting these children ready right and then you have professionals who are helping you shape those ideas because you really don't know mm-hmm. until someone helps you kind of guide that idea so I think really with COVID it may community get stronger together and realize mm-hmm. we need each other yeah. and then realizing that the world is changing and the children's needs are different mm-hmm. and how do we get the help to fulfill those children's the, our kids needs absolutely you know, and so that's that. why it's so important for us to you know have these different agency partners that are part of the collaborative right not just because they serve this demographic but because they will hear firsthand from the parents that are part of the leadership group and and hear firsthand their needs and it's not about calling someone out it's just about sometimes you know we create budgets and we create plans and we do it with a goal in mind but is it going to meet the needs of the community right and that's what I loved about the strategic planning that the city does because it's a community strategic plan and so we're just 
others doing the same thing, right. you know, but for a smaller population. <laughs> for Absolutely. Our, for our zero <laughs> Absolutely. to three. And, and I love the way it hit it says, we're not going to have a two-year-old or three-year-old <laughs> out there advocating, but we sure are going to provide the tools for their parents and grandparents and whoever is involved in their lives to, to do that for them. So let me ask you individually, you can answer. I know you just got here, but what have you heard from a parent personally that you've impacted? I would love to know what they've said to you that maybe actually made you feel more encouraged to work harder. Yeah. Well, I keep bragging on our parent leader with babies in Baytown, but I think each one of them brings something to the table. And we, I was just talking to Ed Hennis the other day, and I was like, I need to find this quote from our parent. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find it, but because I included it in a report that we sent to our funders. And what she has seen is that coming together with the group like-minded, mm-hmm. uh, working towards the same goals, having a voice, and actually seeing a pathway to getting things done is something that she's really enjoyed having and just the fact that they get to be part of those decisions and there was one aspect that she was bringing up to me about parks and I was like we're actually going to touch on that with parks and open spaces where Thrive and she goes are you kidding me and so her eyes really lit up and so I think it's just finding those common goals that like you know we can be that channel for you you're going to do the work and we're just going to help you get there yeah yeah Yeah, for for me there was a moment when we first got together and the question was like why are you all here Mm. The people present in the room at the time are self-motivated, leaders in their own way, but at the same time have a healthy outlook for their community. And something that one of the parents said was, we need more of this happening in our community, but not everybody has the opportunity to do so. And for many of the people in that room, it was the first time coming together and actually having that conversation. And so what clicked in my head was this idea between the haves and the have-nots, right? And by us providing a space for us to have that simple conversation, and, and put that that focus and that responsibility on one another to say we are here and we are that voice. Let's do something about it. And that you know that's life changing. That that makes all of the difference, especially for the, the individuals who may feel they're on the fringes or do not feel that they're a part of a community. That moment right there and that thought really made me realize this this is all we really need a space for us to communicate and have a, a genuine dialogue and really understand each other's aches and and desires. Right. want to grow from that is is all the difference and so because of that atmosphere now we've created an environment that we could push forward and, and say we need more people to hear this we need more individuals at this table because we know that's that's what they're aching for as well and it's really important being someone who was born and raised in Baytown I can say in my young years you may have not felt heard but I can mm-hmm. also say now that I work for the city and I see the changes and mm-hmm. and how like with the planning asking community what do you want yeah. we're we're moving to towards a space of and a mindset of oh you're really hearing me mm-hmm. you're really trying to acknowledge what we want not just what you think we want you're asking us and that's right. really important for any organization to ask the people listen actually hear and feel what they're saying right. that's a great thing that what you're doing because we all want to be heard mm-hmm. because we all think we're by ourselves in this and you're, yeah. you're not but when someone hears you and acknowledges you like the parks were working on that oh mm-hmm. you are absolutely and you yeah. see the parks working on it they're working on it yeah. yes we are I 
Absolutely. So how can more Baytown families and organizations learn more about Babies in Baytown and what's going on? Well, we do have a website, Babies in Baytown. We also have a Facebook page, and we're working on our Instagram. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We've heard from some of our parents like, we don't do Facebook, but we're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm barely getting used to Facebook. But (laughs) So we really try to use the means where the parents are and what they utilize. And so they can reach out to us then. They can contact at Hennis or, or I through email, text, whatever. Okay. The important thing is that we're available to speak with them no matter what part of the city because the residents that we have are actually from all parts of the city, which I think is the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. And I first thought that I was going to get a majority here, majority, but no, they're they're all pretty scattered. Good. But that's what we need more of. And, you know, it's, it's a voice that will be heard, acknowledged, and their needs hopefully addressed in one way or another. And that's what we're really looking for. And what's going on in May? Um, in May. What do we have in May? My mind went blank. We have, I think, event number three with our parents. That's one. Yeah, we, we have a series of events happening mm-hmm. in the next eight months. Okay. Well, with concluding yeah. uh, event happening in May as we get ready for the summer. But then the policy campaign being launched around that date. Okay. Uh, so, again, it's a moving target, but because we're operating at family space. But, again, our ideal goal is for our Kofi parents to take ownership of a campaign they want to design okay. and really push forward that movement to make some equitable change in their community. And that's the final phase. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but the work won't stop there. Absolutely not. No. Uh, Babies in Baytown has two more years of funding, mm-hmm. and we received our funding from the Hawk Foundation for Mental Wellness, and I think the work that we're, we've been doing, not to toot our own horns, but to toot, <laughs> <laughs> we have been featured a number number of times for the work that we're doing here with our parents and as an organization because we are including more of the parent voice and they've had opportunities to speak to our funders as well about the work that we're doing because they've been invited to those sessions. So I think overall I'm happy with the progress. Can we do more? Absolutely. And that's what we'll be working on with these next phases. I want to ask one final thing. Okay, we're zero to three, but what are your host for the beyond the three years? Well, in reality, we're going to stay with the zero to three field. But I think beyond is making sure that as we progress, as families are developing their own skills and other children are growing and having their own babies, that they continue this feat because our grant is only six years. Oh, okay. But the work that we're doing with the Kofi model is to get these parents ready to take the helm after our Mm. grant period is over. So we're going to have some grant writing skills for them. We're going to have some financial consultants come in, sustainability, everything, (laughs) because we want them to continue the work with the babies in Baytown. And because I live here, I'm still going to kind of keep an eye on it. I'm sure Adhenis is going to keep up with his families. But that's really what we want. We want babies in Baytown to continue flourishing after we step away with the Hogg Foundation. I think it will. Yeah. I think with the, the great I'm work that you're hopeful. doing, it's, yeah. it's going to definitely, when you build a great foundation, that's what happens. And even even to that point, I mean, we're building relationships and right. partnerships right now. So to put focus back on the community, it's whatever the community needs. And I think that's why this model works so well, because it depends on whatever the community is asking for. Mm-hmm. If they feel pre-K is the next focus or youth development, 
development that is the power and leadership that we want to see in, in our community members and so let's see where that takes us but for for the meantime we're here to develop those skills we're here to be present with the community and and above all um, we're here to grow with the community as well i want to say thank you for both of you coming in today you can come Absolutely. in anytime you want to just email me thank or, you. or knock I on my door that. i want to say thank you for doing what you're doing because those first yeah. three years are fundamental absolutely um, for our children and just for like either first-time parents or just caretakers yes. or taking kids again if you already had grown they're coming back to the home yes. everyone needs help and assistance be it just someone to talk to some guidance because the world is different mm-hmm. and i really want to say thank you absolutely for what you're both doing and we're targeting that 85 yeah. percent of yeah. the brain that the child has yeah absolutely because they remember so it I mean, it's critical yeah. you're smarter mm-hmm. than us yeah my my ask my ask to the listeners is wave at every baby smile yeah. at every child yeah. that it makes the world of difference Social, so emotional learning yeah interaction yeah. we're a community so remember we're a small village in a little world and that's all we ask so the website is website is first three years at babies in baytown and I will make sure we have your contact information, yeah. Laura, and your contact information, Hennis. Our website. And there your it website. is. Hennis, you I was going to get it eventually. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. And um, I'll make sure everything is in the description. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. You're welcome. Anytime anything new is coming on, I just want to come say Thank hi you. to me. Yeah. Yes. Just Thank you, really. to me. We can do that. We're here all the time. Anyway. And I'm here all the time. All I love anyway. our library. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.